Hey, thanks for listening to the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe podcast with LeVar Arrington, Jonas Knox, and myself, Brady Quinn. Make sure you catch us live weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern or 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. You can find your local station for the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe show over at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Yeah. Hustle and LeVar. Yeah. Two pros and a cup of Joe Have Fox you ever Sports Radio. Out? Have you ever crapped out? Uh, I don't craps know how to, out playing craps? Uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't know how to play craps. I'm, I'm too afraid to play them. It's, what? Yeah, I've never done it. Yeah, not even not not on a corner, it not is, in a casino. I've never crapped. Let me put it this way: craps. <laughs> that's that's how I was like curious. I was like, wait, you're an idiot. Yeah. Is yeah. he talking about something else here? Yeah, uh, I, I like to leave it wide open, you know, for interpretation. <laughs> Trust me, I'm talking about throwing you're gonna, dice. You're gonna need to leave it wide open if you crap yourself. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. I just never, craps I've, is like I've never been into throwing dice. It's like the greatest team betting there could be because whoever's rolling the dice, especially if they get a hot hand, I mean, people just start running to the table and they're all betting on you. Mm-hmm. It is one of the most fun gambling games there is. However, uh, you can lose a lot of money fast or you can win a lot of money, but you gotta kind of got to bet a lot of money to win a lot of money based on the odds. Yeah, so. I, I, I was just... with Jason Whitlock in, in Vegas for the Tyson Fury Deontay Wilder fight the second one and we were at the craps table and he literally put down like 10 15 G's of gambling on craps went up like 10 15 30 G's playing went down 10 15 20 30 G's all in like 20 minutes yeah 20 minutes like that's how that game goes man I mean you you get up you yeah, you get a hot hand. You can, uh, or, or, or I should say, you know, someone rolling the dice that that's hot. Numbers are working in your favor, okay. But there's a quick exit when you crap out, and that's it. So. Uh, the problem for me is I've had it explained to me the rules. Like I've played it, uh, I probably. 20, 30 times in my life yeah. at different points, and I've literally had to have the rules explained to me every time, but I'm usually so bombed that I can't yeah. remember them. So I don't yeah. know. Like, I just, bombed, I just remember the seven pass or 11, line. Maybe. Yeah, I seven know. Or 11. Seven or 11 or, or the pass line, and they tell you what. Well, like, pass you know what? Yeah. yeah, I don't see. I don't get, like, I, I can't understand it. Like, that's why. Give me a penny slot. All right, give me a penny oh, slot. Geez. I'll throw Are 20 bucks serious? in. Listen, I'll throw 20 bucks in. And, and all I got, LeVar, all I care about is if I can hear this, I know I'm winning. Cocktails. You hear that? I'm good. I don't care about going So just going go sit at the bar then. It's because I don't feel Just like I'm getting it for free. You know, I don't. I don't feel like I'm being rewarded for but my penny slots. But you're not getting it for free. You're really gonna. You're really it. gonna hit your penny slots two thousand times. No, you just like minimum bet it, and the second you get a couple of drinks, you cash out and walk away to to another place. 
But you still paid 20 bucks then, and you're going to let no, someone else play out. all of your... you cash out. You play one per line, and by the time they come over, you've only spent like uh, you know a dollar fourteen, and then you cash out with $18 and change and walk over to somewhere else. Oh, you are... I'm telling you, what man. You are hey, a You know you get drinks for bro. free if you just gamble. Yeah, I understand. That's what I'm saying. So you just you throw in there, uh, you, you play, make it seem like you're really betting a lot on these penny slots, and then uh, they come over, they give you a couple of beers, uh, and then uh, you walk away. You only spent like a dollar I would change. imagine Imagine this. Wow. Let me just That's play out the scenario. You're welcome, if, by the way. If you're a cocktail waitress or whoever's serving drinks, you're probably not serving the penny slots because you know they're not going to tip well. So that has to be the spot where you maybe get a drink at best compared Once to an hour. every or, yeah every other spot in the casino. Well, listen, yeah. that's my first move. And then yeah. if, if that fails, go. here's my second. You want to hear what my second move is? Sure. What is it? So, LeVar, pretend you're a cocktail waitress. Okay. Little Hello, playing. sir. Uh, wh- what would you like to have to drink right now? Um, well, thanks, miss. Um, I was actually, um, you know, on my way out, but um, you ever seen Big Noon Kickoff? Oh, oh my s- goodness. What is Big Noon Kickoff? Is All that right. a pickup line? Yeah, it's, uh, in fact, the number one uh, pregame show for college football, a number one halftime show, a number one postgame show. Like, it's the number one show, period. How did I not know you were going to get this? In oh, fact, wow. excuse, me, excuse me. Don't I'm, interrupt us. I'm talking to the nice lady here. Go oh, ahead, sir. Oh. You know, I feel like I've heard of that show before. Oh, yeah, you, you definitely have. And if uh, if you'd like to hear more about it. Uh, but are you drinking? Yeah, what are you drinking, well, I'm sir? Just saying, um, you know, like, yeah. it, in fact, you want me to, uh, I'll, I'll tell you what. Give me uh, a couple of Bud Lights. And, okay. Um, a couple and, of Bud Lights. A couple of Bud Lights. Sir, I'm only allowed to give you one at a time. Okay, well, well, why, why don't you pretend nobody's looking? Pretend like you're bringing it over to somebody else. And then give me one of those players' cards. And I'll tell you what. I'll get you, uh, you know, maybe a FaceTime with uh, the star of Big Noon Kickoff, uh, Rob no, Stone. Well, who would that, who would that be? Uh, that would be Rob Stone. Uh, I'll make sure I can oh. get that done. And, uh, and all is good here. So that's where we would go oh, with that. And just, it's that easy. It's that easy, Brady. That's how it works, man. Again, you're oh, welcome. Oh. You're welcome you know, for these tips. The reality is, is well, Jonas doesn't travel. Girl voice. As, as LeVar and I <laughs> fit, fit Le- LeVar out. really went with the role there. He, did. Oh my he was goodness. a method actor. Well, baby. Uh, oh, <laughs> oh, whoa. 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 What we love happening? you a long time. Whoa. Whoa. Roberto just whoa. all over the place. Whoa. Whoa. Oh, How whoa. the hell do you have oh, that in the Michel system? Oh, <laughs> That's unbelievable. Uh, all right. Uh, are we on the air yet? Uh, it is uh, two pros. We're going to be for long. Uh, Fox Sports Radio. That's a good point. Yeah, um, good. So we talked about uh, the Tom Brady speculation uh, about whether or not he's going to walk away. I don't know if this is uh, a, a sort of a peek into the future. Um, but, um, you know, Giselle, uh, his wife, uh, you know, posted something uh, on social media uh, talking about how life is precious because you cannot watch it again and what makes it so magical. One day you'll eat your last meal, smell your last flower, hug a friend for the last time. Without knowing this will be the last time. That's why you need to do everything you love with passion. Enjoy all the years you have left because this is the only thing that exists. So now people have taken that and said, well, that sounds like a goodbye. Maybe they are saying goodbye here at this point. Uh, but I think, uh, you know, we all kind of feel like, yeah, it's gonna, maybe going to take a little bit longer, a little while, although – 
you know, all those people being at that game on Sunday that maybe wouldn't normally go, as Brady pointed out uh, yesterday, you know, I, it does feel like this is more of a real thing than maybe it has been in years past. So mm-hmm. now we've got the family involved, wife's involved, but, uh, you know, at least she's not throwing champagne on people or pretzels at people like uh, Mrs. Stafford and Mrs. Mahomes. So there's that. Again, <laughs> Just do it to your own people, right? If you're going to throw pretzels, throw them at your own people and sweet. If you're going to pop champagne and celebrate and throw it on people, you're not a main attraction on stage singing and dancing for people's entertainment to throw water or champagne on them. Do it on your own people and see how they feel about it. Yeah. But, no, and then you're fine. Then you don't have to worry about any hate. Yeah, I, mean, I think that's you know? all that's fair. I mean, uh, yeah. that's all. Uh, do you think that... Unless you got that one sibling that will pop you upside your head at the <laughs> drop of a dime and, and you did something good enough for it, them to, it, to give you that work and, and the, right there in the suite. Do you think that... Do you think uh, Tom Brady... Uh, the, the part of this is, although he said 45, and that was his goal, he, he's, he said he can play till longer. I mean, I know he threw, he threw out 50 at one point sort of as a joke. The fact that he all of a sudden at this point is now really considering it, if, you know, if, if they can bring back enough players, if they're still competitive and the roster is still good, is this just about him getting heat at home? Like maybe like yeah, this is it, or or what changed this season? Uh, one of the I think it was Levante David who hinted at well there was some turmoil um, this year with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Maybe some stuff behind the scenes that we didn't hear about, a la what happened with the Golden State Warriors Durant's final year. It just feels like there's something uh, more. It just feels like there's something more going yeah, on here. Yeah, sure. It just does. Uh, pro- probably Antonio Brown. I-, I think that would be one of the things that probably bothered a lot of players, to be quite honest with you. And it seems like wherever he goes, th- there's a locker room that's you know has, has some sort of devastation. So I-, I do wonder if that was what Levante David was referring to. Um, I mean, I-, I thought this team got off to a fast start this year, and then as injuries started to hit them – then they started to, to dwindle. Now, they were able to take a step up from what they did a year ago, which it is, it is interesting to hear that there was any turmoil about the Antonio Brown stuff. I get, but, you know, they won the division. We kind of forget last year they didn't win the division. They had to go on the road. They had to play in every round of the playoffs to go make it to a Super Bowl. And they were not a great football team necessarily until that last six, five, six games going into the playoffs. And that's where they became the Super Bowl champs. So this year was a little bit different story. They kind of got off to a good start, then hit a lull, and it almost you almost felt like they were kind of limping into the playoff or playoffs to, to some degree because of some of the injuries they had. And, and it's crazy to think that, you know, you're out there, I think, in what the divisional round was the first time you had all of those players on defense who were playing together for the first time this year. I mean, the whole motto was run it back, and you couldn't run it back the entire season because guys were banged up. So um, it, it's interesting to think about the fact that they were still able to win the NFC South. They were still able to go to the playoffs again, yet for whatever reason there was turmoil. But again, I, I think it had more to do with Antonio Brown. In regards to the, the conversation about like family and just how that plays an aspect, I, I think we've all been there where you've got a moment in your life that is with your family or maybe it's about your family that that changes your perspective and it probably changes it forever or at least changes your habits to some degree i mean i'll never forget seeing my older sister uh and my brother-in-law their first child when when they first had a child and i remember going to see the baby and, and hanging out with my niece i was thinking to myself like 
man, I want this. Like, what am mm. I doing with my life? Like, I, I really did question that, and it started to make me think, like, okay, I, I need to look at certain aspects of my life and say I, I need to get, you know, more serious with the person I'm with. You know, I, I need to want to – I want to start a family of my own. It changed my perspective. Like, seeing how cool that was, that whole experience – it made me want to have a piece of that, but it. And even though I'd been around little kids and all that before, it never rang true to me until that moment. Mm. Maybe this is that moment for Tom Brady. Mm. You know, I think at one point Giselle Bunchett had said to him, "Like, when's when's enough enough? Right? Like, like when is it enough?" Maybe Tom Brady's got to that point where he's asked himself that question, and he, and he's and he's looking at it saying, "Is this enough? Like, is this enough for me at this point as far as a career in football?" You know, you have guys that also get caught up into the fear of the unknown as well though and that can be um that's got to be scary for tom i I mean it's for all the amazing things he has in front of him that he's going to be able to do and enjoy in retirement it's got to be scary and and to know that this is what you have pushed for. This is what you have prepared for. This has basically been your life is doing this. Everything else has been a detail, a line item. And, and, and if we're being honest, including family, it's a line item. And that fear of the unknown, it's like you have to get to Reno. I know when I retired, so I got married, I played three years post-marriage. I had to get to know my wife as a civilian, not as a player. And that's very different. It's very different. Your schedule is different. Your interaction is different. Everything is different. And and you start to realize there's a lot of good about that different. There's some bad about that different. And and, and some people, you know, they just they you get so caught into what your regiment is and what your just what your habits are on a daily and you if i'm tom brady and i've been playing for this long and i've had this much success you are walking away from the roar of the crowd you're walking away from the microphones you're walking away from everything that has has basically gone into you becoming who you are i think that that's for some guys that's a really really difficult uh proposition to come to terms with now i don't know that that's him but i do know some guys that's like you know a lot of guys end up getting divorced based off of just being home like i I know a few teammates that just i couldn't stand her i didn't know i couldn't stand her until i was home all day but i can't stand her or she couldn't stand him and and it's kind of crazy but there is also always the other the other side of it like there's there's the good of it and then sometimes there's the not so good of it when you know you you got to really transition into not being a player anymore it can't be that bad if you've made close to 300 million in your career and that's just on the field <laughs> if, if you're tom brady i, I agree and, and if also you're tom brady, and, and also it seems like and she's giselle the, like, yeah I'm gonna find a way to get along with you. And you know, we're gonna try to work things out. You it's know, always. It seems like he's he's had an eye towards he's had an eye towards post playing career for a while with the TB12 stuff. He sort of started to trans. I mean, now he's doing a podcast. Now he's doing like yeah, all I was these about other to say, things. And imagine him going into media more so than oh, a Sean God. Payton or anybody else or Tony Romo. I would kick. I I would tell Tony Romo. Tony Romo, do you understand what you could do with yourself today? We are bringing Tom. 
Brady in. Do you understand? I could care less if you go do whatever. Like, I, I could care less. Goodbye, good riddance. Here's the severance. I'll holler at you. We bringing in TB, and that's the bottom line. And it might be for anybody that, that oh, like, man. anybody could get it. If I can get Tom Brady on this, this desk or this table or reporting on, anybody could get it. Including Drew Brees. Anybody. Anybody <laughs> could get it. If I could get Tom Brady. Peyton Manning. Anybody. You can get it because I'm bringing Tom Brady in. Well, he, he's one of one, man. I mean, he, he's, yeah. he is one of one. I just it, – it will be interesting to see if he doesn't take a year off, see what he wants to do. You know, you talk about, like, other players, like the Manning family, family wanting to be a part of an ownership group. He's a guy that, like, between probably what he's made off the field and what he's made on the field – I, I wouldn't be shocked to think that he couldn't make a play for it if he parted with some other his investors network, too. His network of people. Yeah. <laughs> he uh, probably wouldn't have to pay a dime to go right. into an ownership group to buy a team. Like, oh, we get to put Tom Brady's name on the on the group? Okay, let's do it. Anything Tom wants to do, Tom's got the golden ticket. He's Willy Wonka, people. Tom Willy Wonka Brady. <laughs> it is uh, two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio. <laughs> if you're a valued customer, you deserve a simple gesture of appreciation from your credit card company, and that's why Discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year. Discover exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com/slash/match. Limitations apply. All right, coming up next, somebody in the NFL is pissed about what is going to happen this weekend. We will tell you what that is next here on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Two Pros and a Cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio. Lavar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Um, coming up later on this hour, we're going to have the BQ News, uh, so that'll be uh, a lot of fun. Uh, hopefully, uh, you can keep it uh, somewhat appropriate here for uh, morning radio. Yeah, I, I don't have any that. more uh, mannequins wrapped up in a roll of carpet that look like dead bodies. So. <laughs> that, by the way, that's a hell of a trick. <laughs> yeah. Well, can you imagine, like, oh, I'm, I'm just taking this mannequin to a theme party. I'm not sure why they needed to roll it up in a carpet like that. But could you imagine being pulled over and then I think you did anything wrong? Meanwhile, the cops have, like, guns pulled. They're getting ready to, like, figure out the if you're a murderer or not. And then, uh, it's, oh, it's a mannequin. Is okay. that similar to, like, uh, we've talked about it before, truck nuts, where they've got, like, those uh, those testes on the back of a truck. Uh, and it makes it seem like uh, they're caught. Or you see, like, during Halloween, they've got a, a limb hanging out of the back of their, uh, the, the bottom of their door. Is that similar to that? It's kind of a similar feel, right? Where you got feet hanging out of a piece of carpet, make it seem like it's a body rolled up. Kind of similar, um, right? I think the difference is the intent. I don't know how they're similar at all. Like, this is just a small car that couldn't fit the body in the trunk. You know, it wasn't a Cadillac where you could right. fit, like, three three bodies in there. I mean, listen, I just, you know, felt like it was an excuse to bring up truck nuts. You know, I don't, I don't know why yeah. we got uh, to, you know, pick It was car. a weird tangent. It just it came out um, of nowhere. All right. Yeah. Um, well, uh, you know, from, uh, from truck nuts uh, to uh, somebody in the NFL who's not thrilled uh, with what is happening uh, this weekend. Um, you know, obviously now people listening uh, right now, waking up uh, on the West Coast here, listening on the blowtorch, AM570. LA sports uh, they are really really excited about uh, what we are going to have this week and we got an NFC title game yeah uh, between the uh, the 49ers and the NFC Rams West, basically yeah and, and NFC West and people are all fired up about it man cannot wait 
for another meeting between the L.A. Rams and their own personal boogeyman, Kyle Shanahan, who's won six straight. Um, But uh, not everybody is thrilled with what has taken place. Uh, Michael Bidwell, who's the owner of the Arizona Cardinals, um, he told uh, Kent Summers of the uh, Arizona Republic he was bothered to see two division rivals in the NFC title game. Um, You know, he said they had a lot of internal discussions about improving their own team when it comes to the Cardinals, uh, but he is not happy about seeing these two face off this weekend uh, in the NFC title game, um, which to uh, Michael Bidwell, I would say, uh, stop. Like, what do you want, dude? Like, like you you were part of a awful organization. You guys were bad. You had Josh Rosen and Sam Bradford and Steve Wilkes. You made the decision to go with the combination of Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray. This is what you got. They improved every year. Enough with these public threats, these warnings to everybody that we need to get it in gear. This is an important year. I think everybody recognizes this. You can bitch and moan all you want, but get in the back of the line these two are facing off for the nfc title game you had an opportunity and you melted down at the end of the season that's it problem right it just completely solved right then and there move on get better get better this off season don't have to worry about it and complain next year after it happens stop with these warnings and these uh these little shots that he's throwing out in the public that we've seen over the past week ridiculous what i don't understand is they haven't had a winning season since if i'm not mistaken that 2015 season when bruce arians was the head coach like, it's been six years since you've had a winning season. And now you get to that point where some would say you, you took a gamble in a number of respects, right? You took a gamble in moving on from a head coach a year after you just hired him, moving on from a top 10 first-round pick a year after you just you know, signed him, drafted him. And then the next year you turn into taking on a college coach who has no head coaching experience in the NFL – and a number one overall draft pick in a quarterback a year after you just drafted one, but in this case, one that comes with talent, but one that, I don't know, Kyler Murray is probably the, one of the shortest, if not the shortest, we've seen play that position, at least as a starter, for this many games. Yeah, I mean, there's a number of things that they did that a lot of people questioned then, and I think to some degree are still questioning now, but would you have to be excited about the trajectory you started off slow and you've gotten better and better and better every year. Okay. So they've had an issue with the second half, you know, you know, second half of the season. The truth is this year they were banged up. There's some legitimate reasons for that, whether it's their number one wide receiver, one of their best defensive players in J.J. Watt, uh, Kyler Murray, who missed some time and didn't seem like he was even 100% when he came back. Still a good football team. So I understand he's upset about it, but the truth of the matter is you also play in a really tough division. Yes. Like, there's a reason why the 49ers and Rams are playing off for the NFC title game. You guys aren't a part of it, but, like, how upset can you really be about that? You know, the the truth is, you're a good football team. You're playing a great division. If if Russell Wilson doesn't get hurt this year, who knows where the Seattle Seahawks factor into all this. So, uh, instead of being disappointed and acting all ticked off, I mean, and maybe laying the groundwork to make this an an easier exit next, you know, next offseason or next season if things don't go well in Arizona – why not appreciate what you've built? I mean, you were a part of this, right? Like, I, I don't understand really the, the tone unless he is setting things up to be able to make this, you know, basically, well, look back to last year. Look how upset I was. You know, they, you know, they didn't uh, you know, exceed my expectations. So 
Everyone's got to go. That's the only logic behind this. It's the only division in football where you've got three teams with double-digit wins. So it's if it's not the best division in football, it's the most competitive. And if you were to t- – this is all perspective to me because in 2018 when they're 3-13, and 13, if you would have pulled Michael Bidwell aside and said, hey, three years from now you're going to win 11 games and you're going to make the playoffs, he signs up for that. So all of a sudden now, after you make the decision to move on after a year from Steve Wilkes and Josh Rosen, you go with this. Now you're going to throw all this stuff out. And I don't know if this is him, you know, if this is Steve Kime, but it does feel like if, if this year it ends up being a failure, say they miss the postseason this year, like we're talking about a massive overhaul at multiple spots, right? Because Steve Kime, I would assume, would be, would be out. Um, Cliff Kingsbury, with the, the tone of all this, seems like he would be out. And then Kyler Murray, now all of a sudden that's up in the air because he was supposed to be paired with Cliff Kingsbury for this combination. I, I just think if, I, if I'm if i one of those guys, I'm, I'm a little pissed off with just the way this stuff has gone public and how he's gone to the media now at least a couple of different times in a week to showcase how upset he is with their performance this year. I don't he's, get it. He's foreshadowing you know, what's going to take place in the future. Because I, I think his discontent with how things ended up, which I, there's a lot of owners who would be much happy, you know, w- would take this as, as hey, it's, it's sign in the right direction, right? We're moving in the right direction with where yeah. this team has gone. And it's been a while since we've been here. So, you know, look, it didn't end the way we wanted to. And by the way, it doesn't end the way 31 other teams <laughs> want it to end, besides one, right? There's only one team that wins a Super Bowl. So the rest are going to be disappointed by that end result anyway. But it's a step in the right direction. What he's doing is foreshadowing to you how this is all going to work out. If, if he's getting stuff out there to the public now about his discontent, imagine next year if they go through a lull where they lose two or three games. Like Imagine how that's going to go through the media and through the press. You're going to see stuff leak left and right. And, and the tough thing is, is he's put himself on an island where – to your point about if things don't work out and if it is a complete rebuild where you're hiring a new general manager, a new coach, and who knows what they do with the players in the roster. But if that's the case, are you really that enticed uh, as, as a potential head coaching candidate to want to go there if that's how your owner is going to operate or a general manager for that matter? If he's going to speak so openly and publicly all the time? I mean, look, I, it's always one of 32 jobs that are open. So, the, the quick answer is, yeah, you're, you're still probably willing to take that, especially if it's your only offer. But that's always going to be in the back of your head is if, if you are one of those top candidates and it's Arizona and someone else, you might say, well, I don't have to deal with an owner who's going to kneecap me through the media, <laughs> you know, like he did previous guys or run to the media to talk about what's happening or what's going on behind the scenes. It- it's just a bad look. And kind of a bad look, too, considering that the previous coach was gone in a year also. So it's not, it's not exactly the most stable uh, head coaching job if they if they walk away from Kingsbury. I, I just, I don't know. Look, I, I understand everybody wants to win a Super Bowl. I, I get it. That's the goal of everybody. But if that's the case, then, then you've got 31 failures, to your point, every single year. So I, I think, like, what do you consider success? I think what Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray have done so far has been successful. I, I do. Has it been Super Bowl worthy? No. Have they only been to the playoffs once? Yeah. But when you consider where they were at, as we've talked about, I just, 
I, I don't know. Like, is it is now this this the approach Super Bowl or bust for everybody in the league? If that's the case, then then you're going to have a lot of people out of jobs uh, over the next couple of years because it feels like it's the same teams that are in the Super Bowl conversation with everybody else trying to figure it out, and Arizona feels like one of those everybody else trying to figure it out. I just I, I don't I don't get what the expectations are there. I, I think it's funny you bring that up because one of the teams in their um, <clears throat> excuse me in their division has done just that. I mean, Les Snead has made it multiple times when they've said, hey, we're all in. They went to a Super Bowl that year, still lost to the New England Patriots, right? Yep. They go all in again this year. You know, bring in Von Miller, bring in Odell Beckham. And now they've got a shot to potentially go back to another Super Bowl. I don't know if it's going to pay off or not, but I think when you look at the aggressive nature and manner that some of these other general managers are operating, I think that's where the frustration comes, is owners are now feeling like, you can flip or turn around a roster relatively quick. And the Rams have been able to go hashtag, you know, all in. And it's worked out for them so far. At least it seems like it has. But the question really becomes, okay, what happens when it doesn't? If you look at the aftermath after losing that Super Bowl, well, Jared Goff's not there anymore. Todd Gurley's not there anymore. Their entire offensive line besides Andrew Whitworth has basically turned over. Like there was a lot of things that they had to do to get it back right again. And so for the Rams this year, Von Miller's a free agent. Odell Beckham's a free agent. You can go through the list of you know backup <laughs> offensive linemen or starting offensive linemen like their center, Brian Allen, who's a free agent. I mean, w- you can go through all of that. You know, Sonny Michelle's a free agent. They're going to have to figure out how to build this thing back again if it doesn't work out. So it might be a great play in the short term, but it doesn't always bring the results that you're looking for, or at least sustained success. And... and and I think that's why I wonder if Michael Bidwell is starting to get that itch to want to try to make some of these moves. Or, or maybe he feels like they did that this year with J.J. Watt or, or signing a guy like A.J. Green and, and how they've you know built this roster this year in particular to try to make that sort of run. Two pros and a cup of Joe here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, yes, LeVar Arrington uh, currently on uh, FS1, yeah. first things yeah. first. Uh, Brady Quinn uh, can, and Jonas Knox with you here. Can I ask a quick question first? Yes. Uh, and this is like outside the realm of um, NFL, but still football talk, college football talk. Yeah. And and, and it, but it really, it's really kind of a bigger question, right? So Georgia wide receiver Jermaine Burton, he he wins a national championship with Georgia this year, but then he decides to transfer to Alabama for this upcoming season. Now, I think I know some of the motivation behind it, right? Like you get the chance as a wide receiver to play with Bryce Young, who's the best quarterback in college football. It's going to be good for him. They're going to throw more in that system, in that offense. And, and it makes some sense. But that's got to be one of like the all-time Benedict Arnold like traitor moves, right? I mean, look, there is a comp to this. Uh, Eddie Garcia, are you still there? Because I think you remember this as well, too. Uh, remember when uh, in 2008, Marion Hosa was a member of the Pittsburgh Penguins and they lost in the Stanley Cup Finals to uh, Detroit. And then that offseason, he chose to sign with Detroit. And his reasoning was that he felt like they had a better chance to win a Stanley Cup. And then they ended up playing the Penguins in the Stanley Cup. And the and Penguins they won. Yeah, yeah. And they lost. And they lost. So, so he got his balls broken for that move for a yeah. while. Uh, and, and so... If, if this is his move, if this is Burton's move, like I want to go play uh, in, for Alabama, I mean, if you're the Georgia fan base, 
this has got to be rubbing you a little bit the wrong way, correct? I mean, even though you won a national title, this 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 to me seems. And when those two teams meet up next year, uh, oh, yeah. this this feels well, like uh, those players are going to remember that decision. I, I just think the balls to be able to do it at that young of an age. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's one thing when you're a professional athlete, and there's some other things like you can say, hey, look, I don't know how many more years I've left, and I want to go to try to chase a championship. I mean, th- this is as much about a championship as it is just getting the chance to play with a, you know, uh, the, again, to me, maybe a generational talent at the quarterback spot. So I, I think it's going to benefit both parties involved. I do wonder, though, it, you know, Kirby Smart being a former Nick Saban assistant. How, yeah, you know, you beat us in the game, but we just we just took one of your best players. Like, uh, yeah. like the game never ends in college football <laughs> because of recruiting. And, I, you know, as good as it felt like to win, there is now that kind of burn that maybe Kirby Smart feels now realizing that, well, yeah, we just, we, you know, Nick Saban just stole one of my best players. Like, we, we won the battle, but if this is still a war and it's still ongoing, obviously, until Nick Saban's out of the SEC, maybe out of coaching. Okay, so I want you to be honest real quick before we get to break. Brady Quinn, um, final year of eligibility up, or, you know, you finish up at Notre Dame. You have a year of eligibility left, but you're thinking, you know what, I'm just going to go straight to the NFL. All of a sudden, the phone rings. I think back then, what'd you have, like, uh, you know, a Nokia or something like that? What would you have back then? Um, you, or would you have a pager? What would have been? No, no, no. It would a, have been, a razor? Um, was it a razor? It was a razor. Then? It was right. a razor. That's right. That was All the right. thing. All right. Now. So your razor starts to ring and you pick it up and you hear Pete Carroll on the other end chewing gum saying, Brady, <laughs> Brady, I, I've always thought you were a better quarterback than Matt Leinart. Why don't you get your ass over to Southern California? Let's go chase a national championship. You got a year of eligibility leaving Notre Dame to go to USC for one season. Why not? Why yeah, not? No, well, the problem is Reggie was gone. So Reggie had already left to go to the NFL, so no chance. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm going to look at you and be like, you're not the team that's going to have a chance to win it. I'll, I'll be like, we just, play, we just played a, the Ohio State Buckeyes in the Fiesta Bowl. They're going to have a better shot at winning it. And, and of course, they ended, up, uh, they ended up going to the national championship game. Now, you're not winning it. Well, that's you can tell that was a good team. So, uh, no, I, I would have never been able to make that move. Uh, it's uh, two pros and a cup of Joe Fox Sports Radio. Up next, speaking of Brady Quinn, it is the BQ News to finish up this show on a Tuesday. It's yours right here on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Byard. We have a brand new fantasy football podcast called I Want Your Flex. Twice a week, every Tuesday and Friday, we come up with new episodes to not only look back at what happened, what you need to do at that minute, and also look ahead of what's coming up in the fantasy football world. That's right, Dan. Every week, we're going to scour the waiver wire to find the pickups to turbo boost your fantasy lineup, sits, starts, fantasy football players' rankings to get you ready to dominate the competition. Listen to I Want Your Flex with Mike Carmen and me, Dan Beyer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts two pros and a cup of joe fox sports radio lavar errington brady quinn jonas knox with you here on fsr you hear it? um you hear that? right what is that that's LeVar? a base that's a base rip <laughs> is that what that is yes I, we got I a no bleeder idea. yeah base rip <laughs> i had no there idea we, go. we got a we got a base rip uh how by did, the way how did the pork get below the beans though that's that's all I, I mean i don't know what do you mean you know you know pork and beans yeah frank and beans what about it how did the beans get above the the the, the, the frank yeah the frank and 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 something about mary oh 
don't ask me how I got there off of yeah, base rip, I just, but uh, I think the rip part the made me part. think about the zipper. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, it's one of the funnier one of the funnier moments in a movie that, for, that I can recall. It, you it's know. also impossible. We've got a bleeder. Yeah, I mean, it's impossible for. <laughs> but that is it? But is it? I don't but know. It, I, I don't but, know that it's impossible. Uh, yeah, I, I can't I, say. I, I feel I mean, like after that, I've been scene, in enough football locker rooms where I'd say it is more than possible. <laughs> it's I, more than possible. I feel like after that scene, uh, that uh, the stock on button fly jeans went up. You know what I mean? Like I just feel like a lot of people looked at that and said, "Yeah, I don't want to make or that mistake." If you ever saw that Saturday Night Live skit. After the, uh, oh, the New York Jets uh, Brett Favre deal, the, the no yeah, fly yeah, yeah. Jeez. Yeah. where there's no, no fly, fly at all, and you know no um, fly zone. Still at one of all. the greatest, still one of the greatest <laughs> skits in Saturday Night Live history. Uh, by the way, uh, something of note here, uh, Fox, baby. B- before we get to the uh, BQ news, um, yes. live bet Jesus appeared earlier in the show. Yes. Um, he picked uh, Matteo Berrettini over Gail Monfils, and, uh, and he got it Amen. done. Uh, that was a win. So again, yes. I mean, back Can to the old... Can we ask this before you go and just spout off? Oh, what about it? What were the odds in Lee? Where was the match at at the point in time this bet was made? Yeah, listen, that's, a, mm. that's unimportant. It Berrettini was up 2-1, to one, mm-hmm. but... Uh, Monfitz was closing the gap quickly, yeah. and I think it was actually. What is I think closing the, the gap quickly? Well, he he was about to even up this even up two to two okay. on sets. Hey, hey Lee, who's telling you to keep track of this stuff? Is oh, it, well, you know, I actually call shenanigans because right as Live Bet Jesus made that pick, my computer crashed, and oh. it was uh, you know see? it was hard to keep track of these see? odds, but I was able to figure it out. And yeah, I see what's going oh, on see? here. So yeah. Monfitz was actually favored when That's when Jonas's Live Bet Jesus made. Uh, how about that? Monfitz was is it Monfils or Fitz? I am. Uh, yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. Uh, Gale, we'll call him Gale. Uh, Monfils, uh, Monfils. Yeah, Monfils. Uh, he, uh, yeah, of course, Finley would know that. Uh, so he, um, listen, he was favored and he lost. I don't have to tell you. All right, but uh, but again, there's a winner. Uh, and speaking of winners, uh, we've got our own winner to finish up the show. Yes, come on, <laughs> come on. Turn on the news. Let's go to the news desk. What's the good news? Here's Brady Quinn. All right. Yeah. All right. It's it's that time of the week where I like to discuss sometimes some lotto winners. I find these stories uh, kind of interesting, sometimes funny how they end up winning. We've got a, a woman who – well, do you guys ever check your spam folder? No. Occasionally. Yeah, well, you, you should because uh, she actually went through checking her spam folder. She had a lottery account. And she realized that she'd won three million dollars. She thought it was she thought <laughs> it was a scam. A she didn't think it was real. <laughs> it turned out to be true. Laura Spears looking for a missing email from someone. So she started checking through a spam folder. What a hell of a surprise! And she realized that, that the lottery be. was saying that she had won a prize, uh, and so now she's going to be planning to retire early. But I know that's yeah. right. Crazy, I would have never. Right? I would have never got it. I would have been scared I'd get a virus it. if you clicked yes, on it. Yes, you know? and what? 100%. I would never do it. So what is she playing? Like, Is this like a new COVID thing where you can play lotto online? Like you don't oh, have to yeah, go to buy can, an actual ticket? Yeah, there's actual like apps and things like that, depending on the state, where you can play the lotto <sighs> and you don't have to go buy a ticket in person. Hey, listen, mm. if I'm running the lotto, here's a rule. Rule number one, either you go and purchase it in person or you kiss my ass. Why? That's rule number one. Sounds like a terrible business no, 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 be, no, You I, can drive more sales by doing it Jonas, the way that they're doing it. you bet online and you bet on your phone. How's this any different? Because I, I because want an actual I lotto ticket. So. Yeah, because I want yeah. an actual lotto ticket. Yeah. Let me tell uh, you something, please. man. This is this is a typical please. case of Jonah saying something, not thinking before he says it. <laughs> yeah, what are you God, talking about? Just it's change amazing. it in the podcast. All right. How about this, though? How about this? Have you guys played the lotto? 
I assume no. you have, right? Yeah, of course. Uh, okay. I've mean, tried it, but yeah. not really. So how do you go about picking your numbers? Any, uh, any a quick pick. Football number. I, I refuse. I refuse to play the same numbers. I refuse yeah. to play the same numbers because I don't want to miss it one week and have those hit. I, I would. I would disappear into the woods with the sod. I use okay. every number from every stage of me playing. Yeah. Okay. So the one this North Carolina man. He, uh, he won $4 million playing the Mega Millions, and he, and he took his numbers from a fortune cookie. <laughs> <laughs> that's, how he ended up, yeah. that's how he ended up picking his numbers in a one of $4 million. Yeah, I mean, that, that makes done. sense, right? Isn't yeah. that why they put him on there? <laughs> good for you, $4 million dollar man. That's good. <laughs> well done. It is. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.